Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn Miles with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? I love you guys so much. Y'all are so faithful and so precious. And it is amazing when we get to hear from you guys on a regular basis. I have to tell a little personal story. Um, My babies are um, almost three. I can't even believe that. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. Almost three. Um, Now, my baby, I have four kids. My young two kids, we adopted 10 weeks apart. So my son was born February 20th. My daughter was born April 25th. Okay, so figure that out. That was a crazy year. 2015 was a crazy year. Um, It was so cute. I have to tell you guys. Um, So we do the Christmas pajama thing every year. Like who doesn't these days? I feel like everyone in the world gets their um, little Christmas pajamas and takes pictures in front of the stockings. And we have taught my son, my baby son and my baby daughter, but my baby son must be more spiritual. I don't really know. Moses is his name. So Moses, I mean, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, But we have taught them, of course, Santa is what we play, but Jesus is the way. Jesus is what Christmas is all about. And we have a high emphasis on Jesus in our home, as you can imagine, with me as a mom. And uh, we got them the Christmas pajamas and we got my son, my baby son, um, plaid pajamas. And he looked at me and he was like, he said, where's, where's my Santa Jesus pajamas? (laughs) And I was like, whoa, 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 they're plaid pajamas. And he just flat out told me. Meet um, Moses don't like these. Moses don't like these. It was so cute. Um, but we had an incredible holiday season. And I hope you did as well. Um, I'm ready to get into this year. And I am ready to get into this year with so much promise um, from the Lord ahead of me and ahead of you. Um, I've said in previous, I am going to be saying this whole week, um, just how we have to seek the Lord for the things that he asks us to change, to correct and seek the Lord for the things that he asks us to do for his name. It does not come via revelation of ourselves. If we are a believer and we believe that the Holy Spirit of God is residing inside of us. Hope for this year comes from him alone. And I did a lot of soul searching in the last um, couple of weeks. Well, I mean, you know, ever since I became a Christian, but in the last couple of weeks, very specifically about Lord, what do you have for me this year? Not do I, what do I want to accomplish this year apart from you? Lord, what would you have for me this year, for my ministry, for my team, for my family, for my children, what do you have? And he gave me some incredible things. And I pray and I hope, and if you haven't done that already, I encourage you to do the same thing. Lord, what do you have for me in the remaining months of this year? What what, what do you want me to accomplish this year? Which way are you leading this year? Which way are you going this year? I want to be a part of what you are doing. 
I don't want you to come down to my level. I want to raise myself up to your level and do do exactly what you want me to do. Um, and today's message just kind of ties right in with that. I am obsessed with this passage of scripture in 1 Kings 18, where Elijah is on Mount Carmel. We're going to talk about it in just a second. But there is something so incredibly powerful that Elijah says that we don't hear it talked about a lot, but I'm going to talk about it today. Some of us are hesitating between the godly life and we are hesitating um, between the godly life and between the things that we want to do. We, we are not completely surrendered to what God would have for us. We're not completely. There. Now, we may be 70 percent there. 70 percent of us is like, go, God, let's do this thing. Let's tackle this life. But 30 percent of us, those those little hidden things, those little hidden idols in us that are that are hard to overcome we haven't surrendered to those and we are in this hesitation process between what god wants for us and what we want for ourselves we don't understand that letting god control 70% and us controlling 30% is actually hindering us 100% if we do not give god all of who we are He cannot produce in you all that he wants to. My husband and I, um, we made a business decision a couple of um, years ago, actually. And we were so excited about this business decision. And actually, a big piece of it, um, a big piece of it, you know, turned out really, really well. But then there's that little piece that was like, oh, my word, what did we do? Lord, deliver us. And my husband and I have sort of talked about this business decision that we have made, you know, for the last year. It's been a huge, huge issue of prayer for us. And um, I've watched my husband go between this faith-filled, yes, God, you're going to take care of it, to this, oh my goodness, Autumn, we need to pray. And this faith-filled, yes, God is going to take care of it. It's going to happen. You know, God is for us. To coming into our room and looking at me and saying, I don't know what we're going to do. And that's just a very raw, open, me being transparent with you. And it was very interesting a couple of weeks ago. He's kind of gone back and forth and, 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 and he's gone back and forth. But as he's gone back and forth about full faith and then, and then you know, having his weak moments, I have seen him do things that he has never done. I have never been more proud. And I've, I'm always proud. I've never been more proud to call him my husband. I have seen him man up to the most impossible business decisions and business, um, uh, you know, having to make those decisions that, that you absolutely do not want to make. He, he, he has literally been challenged in every form. And I've watched and I've been so proud of him as he is championing, champion these things um, with this one particular situation that we have been facing. And a couple of weeks ago, he came to me and he just looked at me and I mean, I, I he said, I surrender. A hundred percent. I surrender one hundred percent. And he was the most peaceful I have seen him. In a year, I surrender 
He said, I have given it 100% over to the Lord. The things that he wanted to accomplish with this, with this um, business decision weren't really accomplished. But the things God wanted to accomplish through his surrender were perfectly and beautifully accomplished. And I saw them in his character and his fortitude and in every piece of his life that was strengthened. It was beautiful. He, he, he sort of for, for a year struggled between what he wanted and what God wanted and what he wanted and what God wanted and what, what was happening and what he, he, he felt like needed to happen. And, and then he surrendered. And I wonder today, you know, is that something that you are dealing with? You, you are faced with maybe a decision that you've made. Maybe you want to give yourself 100% over to the Lord. Maybe you want to give a decision 100% over to the Lord. Maybe you want to give a piece of your life 100% over the Lord, but you just can't seem to surrender 100% of it. You want single woman. You want to be married. You want to have um, a family. You, 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 you want to marry a godly guy. But then, you know, you're, you end up sleeping with guys. You're not 100% surrendered to the Lord. We know what the Bible says about that. You know, there's some of you that I want to be out of debt. I want financial freedom. I want, I, I want God to come in. I want to save. I want to be able to put money back. I want to um, use my finances the way God wants to use my finances. I want to be freed up to give. I want those things. However, you go to North Park and, you know, you drop $500 on stuff that you know that you can't afford, that you know is going on the credit card. You're about 70% surrendered. And about 30% not. You know, there's, there's those of you out there that God has said, I want you to step out in faith. I want you to start that business. I want you to start that ministry. I want you to reach out to that person. And you, you, you know, you really do want to. Your heart really does want to. Your heart really is in it. But then when it comes right down to it, and maybe there's a call that you have to make, there's an email that you need to send. There's something that you need to do. You hold back and you say, mm, no, mm-mm. Because what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? 70% surrendered, but 30% in control of things yourself leaves you 100% not being able to be used the way and to the extent that God wants you to be used. He wants all of your life. He wants you to stop hesitating between these two opinions. He wants you to stop the internal analytical um, dialogue that you have with yourself on a daily basis that is holding you back from what he is calling you to. He wants you to surrender those tiny little idols of fear and control and hurt and stewardship so he can give you all that he has for you. I see this all the time. How do I want this? But there's always a but. And I think God is telling me to do this, but cancel the but and go straight for it. How long will you hesitate between two opinions? I wonder if you are. 
I know that you are. I know that some of you guys are out there and those of you that are listening to the podcast. Um, what is it? That 70% of you are saying, yes, 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 yes. And 30% is saying, mm, I don't think so. That's really, really crazy. Surrender 100% and step out in faith scared. <laughs> that is okay. Step out in faith, telling the Lord, I feel uneasy about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I feel crazy about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I think this is so incredibly difficult, but I'm going to surrender everything anyway. Do it. Scared. Do it. Uneasy. Knowing that almighty God will see you through. It's interesting, that story about my husband that I was telling you about. <clears throat> he came into my um, room and uh, our room and he said, 100%, I'm giving it to the Lord, 100%. I can't carry this anymore. I can't carry it. And the next week, God did a miracle. <laughs> the next week, God did a miracle in that situation that God could have done six months ago, but he didn't do until my husband was 100% willing to lay it down. Um, I know that my husband would tell you the same, same thing as well. Give him 100%. I want to go to this passage of scripture. It's something that is um, one of my favorites. Oh, but uh, this is uh, talking about Elijah on Mount Carmel. And I'm just going to kind of give you a synopsis of what happens. Um, so, so there was a drought that came on the land because the people were worshiping idols that God clearly said, don't do. So God sends Elijah to King Ahab, who is the king at the time. And Ahab shows up, uh, Elijah shows up to Ahab and Ahab is immediately frustrated because um, he, Ahab is basically tells Elijah, what are you doing here? Troubler of Israel is what he calls them. Thinking, Ahab is thinking that Elijah is the one that brought the drought on Israel when really it wasn't Elijah at all. It was the Israelites bowing down to idols that brought about consequences. And so what happens here is just, it's, it's an amazing story. I encourage you to go read it. <clears throat> all for yourself. But King Ahab summons all of the prophets of Baal and Asherah. And they come forward. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of do this little dance. And they're like chanting and cutting themselves to try to bring down rain. Because Israel needs rain throughout for three years. And they do all of these completely crazy things that absolutely did not work. Elijah steps forward to the scene and he calls down fire from heaven. And it comes down. And the sacrifice that is sitting there, the fire completely consumes. And a little bit later, rain comes. But one of the things that he says is actually what I want to talk about. In 1 Kings 18, 
We're going to pick it up in verse uh, 17. He says this. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is this you, you troubler of Israel? He said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, because you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and you have followed Baal. Now, then send and gather to me all Israel at Mount Carmel, together with 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent messages along to all the sons of Israel and brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. Now Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen and let them choose one ox for themselves and cut it up and place it on the wood and put fire under it. And I will prepare the under other ox and lay it on the wood and I will put fire under it. Then you will call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire. He is God. And all the people said, that's a good idea. I just told you what happened here. All of these prophets of Baal and Asherah come forward and they have this ox that's, that's, that's laying for them in an altar. They call down fire from heaven. It does not happen. Elijah does. And of course it happens. But before they even get there, the the question that was so incredibly convicting to me is when Elijah goes in front of the people, he looks out over the nation of Israel, the same God that brought their forefathers through the Red Sea. They defeated Jericho. They defeated Ai. They were residing in the promised land. That same God that had done so much for them. He's looking at them who are bowing down to Baal, an idol that will absolutely never produce what our living God can. They're bowing down to the Asher. He looks at these same people that God has served for generations. And he says, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? Will you serve Baal or will you serve God. If Baal is God, you know, go go follow him. But if God is God, follow him. And then he ends up proving, and I just can't get this. How long will you hesitate out of my head? How long? How long will you hesitate between two opinions? How long are you going to be conflicted between what between trusting the Lord and believing him and walking in it and between trusting in the world and believing it and walking there. How long will you be conflicted between following the word, listening to what it says, listening to the spirit of God and following social media, listening to what it says, following your girlfriends, your, 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 your friends, listening to what they say. How long will you hesitate between opinions? There has been times in my life where I have gotten an opinion from a person 
that has completely contradicted what the spirit of God is telling me. And I know in that moment, I do not need to hesitate. I need to follow through with what God is telling me to do. We are a, a, a Christian society that hesitates too much and it is killing what God actually wants to do in us. We've got our feet in both ponds. We want to be married. We want to have a godly marriage. We want to do all these amazing things, but we're sleeping with our boyfriends. We want to have a godly marriage, but we're not even engaged to the man and we're sleeping in them, which by the way, God says, do not have sex until you get married. You can look it up for yourself in the word of God. We want to have a godly marriage, but we're secretly looking at pornography. How are you going to achieve that if you are hesitating between two opinions? We want to be financially successful, um, but we're spending all of our money and we're not tithing at all, which God clearly says one of the principles in his Bible, uh, in the the word of God, is to give to him. We have been hesitating for too long, and that hesitation is actually killing you on the inside, and you don't even know it surrender. How long will you hesitate between two opinions? When you stop hesitating between what you think God wants you to do and what you want to do, when you give over 100%, you don't need a three-step plan. Follow him. I honestly believe, even in this moment as I am saying this, there ha- this is going to strike a chord with so many of you guys that have been hesitating for so long. You come up with roadblocks and you think, I don't know why. Why isn't God on my side? Why isn't God wanting to do this for me? I, I you know, I'm, I, I love the Lord. I, I, I know that God is real. I have faith in the Lord. It's because you've given 70% to the Lord and you're still keeping 30% back. How long will you hesitate? God is not mean, but he wants to work with you. He's got to have your surrender in order to bring about those things that he wants you to have. And he's got to have your obedience as well. It's interesting. We want God to do all of his part for us. All of his part. God, you, you, you do all your part. You do everything that you've promised me. I want you to do everything, um, every piece of inheritance, every piece of promised land. I want you to produce for me, but I'm only going to do about 30% of my part. If I was God, I wouldn't work with me. How long will you hesitate? I'm just going to pray for you guys today. I think that, um, I know that I know that this is a relevant topic because, oh my goodness, we hear from you guys all the time. I want you to stop the hesitation. People ask me all the time, Autumn, how did you get here? I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I don't have my PhD in how to surrender. But what I absolutely do know is that when I stopped trying to preach at God and tell God what to do for my life, and when I lived under the power of, of, of the Lord, and when I surrendered to him, and when I said, your way, your way, your timing, something happened. Something shifted. When I stopped getting frustrated at God for not doing what I wanted him to do, and when I started being okay with whatever he wanted to do for me, something shifted. 
and things started to happen. He wants your heart. How long will you hesitate? So, Lord, we just come before you today. Everyone out there, Lord, that is in a hesitation process, they want what you want, but they can't quite seem to give up what they don't want to give up. Those idols that they are serving, those the idol of lust, Lord, the idol of jealousy, Lord, the idol of control, Lord, they, they just can't seem to give those things up. Lord, I pray that that as they're listening to this, as they're hearing this question, this challenge to them, Lord, I pray that they would drop it. I pray that they would surrender it. I pray that that with all the faith that they have, Lord, I pray that they would step into exactly what you want for their lives. Lord, I pray that they would not overcomplicate it. I pray that they would not analyze it to death, Lord. I simply pray that they would stop hesitating between serving you and serving these idols in their lives. God, I pray that you would open up to them a new level of a relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them, that you would comfort them, Lord, that you would um, let them know, Lord, that you have so much for them and they are holding themselves back. Lord, I pray today, even right now at the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would literally move people from the hesitation to fully surrender to you. And we thank you for doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys so much. I pray this encouraged you today. I'll be right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.